Hey, cool cats and kittens, this is a dumb sports podcast. Woo. That's our theme music. All right. <laughs> so, like we said, this is a dumb sports podcast. We're your dumb sports hosts. I am El Gringo Charlitos. And we're going to be running this thing out today. Our first question, which we're going to be discussing, is what is a podcast? Because we're not really sure what we're doing here. Uh, so who wants to answer that? Who we got in the house today? Um, so I'll go ahead and I'll respond to that. I feel like a podcast is a collection of thoughts and feelings, which is essentially a video version of like, uh, I don't know, like, Hold on, I'm getting a call here. Answer it. Make it live. It's real. <laughs> Looks like my DoorDash is here. Nice. Well, yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, like, to expound on that with, with your podcast stuff. I mean, I'm sure what we're talking about. I'm going to be 100%. Yeah, you're good. But, I mean, <laughs> basically, I mean, it, it's unique because we get to talk about whatever we want, put it out there, and someone can listen to it. It's supposed to be done kind of radio format-ish. But really, right. I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, you're basically recording a conversation and putting it in a medium that can be consumed by someone. You know, it's, it's dudes talking. That's, what I, that's exactly what I was thinking. Word for word verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's cool. But you guys got to say your names because people don't know. That's true. Yeah. And you can't see us anyway. So yeah. this is Sean. I don't have a name yet, nor do I have a gimmick other than I probably eventually at some point we'll get on a very spirited and energetic rant. And probably shotgun a couple of rock stars while we're at it, which eventually someday, shout out Rockstar, Spike, Energy, whoever wants to give us some sponsorships, money, or me drinks, I'm down for it. Uh, but yeah, Sean with podcast take. Nice. I uh, am T piggybacking off of that. Um, if I'm going to give a shout out to a sponsor, I'm going to shout out Twigs at Farmington Station. Ooh. Um, nobody else in the country knows where that is, but that is my spot. Um, if I'm going to get sponsored by anybody, it's not going to be Rockstar. It's probably going to be Coors Light uh, there you go. since uh, 2009, which uh, I got to do is look at my ID and figure out that that was before I was <laughs> 21. So if you need to know anything about me, I like to party. So there we go. Uh, that's too bad because this uh, video, this podcast is already sponsored by Corona. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> we are brought to you by Corona. <laughs> Today right. and probably for the next several weeks or indefinitely. <laughs> so today we're going to get things started with some dumb sports banter. And our first topic of the day is do receivers matter? T, why don't you start us off? Yes or no, receivers? You know, I'm going to go ahead and say no, personally, um, unless they're one of the like, unless it's Julio Jones, unless it's DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Antonio Brown five years ago. Uh, I feel like you could plug and play a guy like Tyrell Williams in. And I mean, he'll produce like if he gets his touches, if he's in the right scheme and such. Um, but then you have guys that, you know, people think, I, I love this dude to death, Amari Cooper. Um, think he's great. Um, think he was, you know, worth the draft, the draft pick that was used on him. But um, he is soft. Um, he's going to disappear every once in a while. Um, on the road. If you get hands on him, it's, it's over. I mean, I really think there's no difference between Amari Cooper and like, I don't know, your regular everyday, like third tier receiver that you can get, you know, in the fourth round. I like it. Strong. 
Me being a former receiver makes me want to say yes, uh, just because I'm going to say yes. Um, you know, we'll get into it a little deeper, I'm sure. But uh, for me, I think what I'll stick to is, is secondary skills um, and things that a receiver can do within a scheme. Uh, so if you're pass heavy and you suck, if you're Amari Cooper and you disappear on the road or in late game situations against fourth string practice players in the NFC East de facto title game, and you're not even on the field, like if you're in a passing scheme and you can't catch or you can't do any of that stuff, you know, that kind of sucks. But if you are a run heavy team and you're a good run blocker um, and you're able to set an edge or you're able to make sure a corner makes a tackle five yards down the field instead of pursuing and coming up and stacking the box a little bit, um, I think having knowing who you are as a team and then building your team with personnel that matches that uh, for me, receiver wise and being a former small guy slot receiver type. Uh, yeah, I'll say they matter. Charles, how about you? Yeah. So I'm, I'm all in on, uh, on receivers right now. I didn't think they mattered, but I mean, I'm looking at stats all day today and it looks like, a good receiver is worth about 10 points on your quarterback's uh, passer rating. I mean, I'm looking at Ryan Fitzpatrick, who went from uh, his best year being 82 on his passer rating with Buffalo and Tennessee. And then he bounces to Houston, gets DeAndre Hopkins, and jumps all the way to a 95. So, that, I mean, we're talking 13 points there. He goes to the Jets, hangs around 88, 69. I was waiting for a nice. Uh, <laughs> nice. Goes to Tampa, goes 86, and then up to 100 with the uh, powerful tandem he had last year. And then he's back to Miami at 85. So I feel like really good receivers are worth about 10 points. You can see the same thing with uh, Carson Wentz, with Brian Hoyer. Both times when these guys have their good receivers in tow, their pass rating is about 10 points higher than when they're not. I mean, Carson Wentz was about 102 pass rating last year this year with just absolutely nobody as an Eagles fan it was painful uh, they just had nobody catch ball and I mean we're talking about about 10 points lower so I think a good receiver is worth 10 points to your passer rating and I don't think they have to be the top top tier for that to matter but I think if you're a top 15 to 20 wide receiver you can almost count on your quarterback going 10 points up Sure, and I mean, especially with the Eagles, with all the drops they had, could you imagine if there was a way to figure out, like, on what down and distance? I mean, aside from the obvious one where uh, Nelson Aguilar basically dropped a game winner, um, mm -hmm. like, you, you think about third downs that could have converted and then extended drives and things that could have happened there. I mean, the Eagles ended up winning the NFC East and, and put up a good fight in the playoffs with practice squad players. So that's a testament to, to both uh, – Doug Peterson and, and, and that whole team getting it together and, and getting it done, ultimately when that division should have been the Cowboys division, uh, they said, nah, we're going to take it because the Cowboys obviously didn't want it. But, I mean, yeah, you have good receivers and you have somebody that is sure-handed even. I mean, just the ability to extend a drive, to convert a third and two on a slant, to keep right. the drive going. Even if, even if all you do is convert that down and your next three plays – you know, go nowhere. You've just burned off uh, and added 120 seconds plus your punt. So if you've got the lead and you're a team that kind of depends on ball control, that's a way that you can kind of swing the favor towards you. If you're not a high powered offense or you, you have some issues and holes on the defensive end, you kind of want to keep your guys off the field. Having a sure handed receiver 
But I also, I'm, I'm kind of with T with that they don't matter only for this. If they take up a large majority in any real position, whether it's quarterback, running back, or receiver, but receivers seem to be the in vogue thing right now since we're all, you know, pass happy league. Um, the amount of money, are they worth the amount of money? So if they're worth 10 points mm -hmm. on the QB side of it, are they worth the amount of money it does to your cap? If you're cap strapped for a DeAndre Hopkins, if you're cap strapped for Julio Jones, is that worth it? I think I think I want to reconsider my answer because I think that do they matter? Yes, and I guess the example that I mean I watch the most because um, I think I, I think the Raiders they finished like one and four like their last stretch of the season there, but in all the all four of those losses they were without Hunter Renfro. So, I mean, he was a great addition to the, you know, the wide receiving core and such. And, I mean, like, he definitely mattered. Um, I mean, do I want to say that a good wide receiver is overrated in a system? Probably, I feel like. Um, again, unless it's one of those big names. Because, um, again, I think that, like, the 10 points to a QB rating, um, I mean, I, I really think you can find that anywhere at this point. I mean, I think that there's a lot of big names. There's a lot of – I mean, there's freak athletes out there right now. Sure. But, I mean – is it worth the money? Probably not. Probably not. That's fair. I, to me, the thing is, I think quarterbacks are way overpaid. I think people are looking for stuff that a quarterback can't give you when they, they pay some of these quarterbacks. And I think if you go for a discount quarterback, like, I mean, let's talk about what uh, Hopkins is going to mean for Kyler Murray. Like you're talking about a guy who has a rookie put up an 85 uh, QBR or passer rating. I mean, that's six points higher than Carson Wentz. Going into his sophomore year now, he's got just a go-to receiver he can look to all the time. And then one of the guys with the most sure hands in the history of the NFL with uh, Fitzgerald. So, Right. And, I, th I mean, Hopkins is definitely one of those, like, top three guys. But it's, I mean, I, I feel like Kyler Murray is going to light it up with him next year. I do think you have to have a, a coach and a coaching staff who know how to get it out of them, though. Because you look at Cleveland last year, and despite all of the talent, you really didn't see any growth out of Baker. So I think if you have the coaching staff and you have the, the weapons out there, you, you've got to take care of uh, young quarterbacks while they're there because that's the way to win. I think ultimately when you look at the Eagles getting their championship in 2017, getting Alshon Jeffrey was one of the most key pieces of that whole thing. I think without Jeffrey, I don't know if the, the Eagles are able to get through what they did. Sure. I mean, and that guy made some crazy catches uh, in the Super Bowl too. <laughs> like, you know, that's, that's one of those things where that guy actually was worth real points, tangible points in a title game. So, and, and it was a crazy catch that he made too. But I mean, and there was a couple against the Minnesota Vikings that he made that were not average catches. So, I mean, if you get guys like that, that's, that, that, that means something. Ten extra points or ten extra points in your QB rating, but that could also mean an extra seven to ten on the scoreboard too. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all down for it. Uh -oh. All right. Right now we're going to go ahead and head to a commercial break. Dumb Sports Podcast is brought to you by whoever well, you want to be. We're barely getting started with this thing. If you want us to get your favorite athlete, we are already committed to reaching out and trying to get Philip Rivers to sponsor a condom, to read us a condom ad. <laughs> All we need is our fans to reach out and tell us who – of your favorite celebrities on that fun app where you can pay them to say things. Let us know who you want to read something. We'll give them a good ad. We'll use uh, your money to <laughs> crowdfund this, get it through, and we'll make it happen. So 
Don't forget about us. We're going to make this thing work. All right, let's get back to some dumb sports banter. This is the worst podcast. <laughs> we just did it sitting in silence. I'm trying to get Matt on. I was trying to point to him. I was like, bro. Well, you're pointing at T on my screen. Well, I, I see that now. I was like, oh, because it's, you know, and it's all the freaking panoramic. So I'm sure we're all in different gallery spots anyway. So. All right. So we've got a new uh, new guest joining us. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, I am Matt. I don't know what else you're wanting me to say, but I'm here. All right, Matt, we're going to have you go ahead and start off our next section of dumb sports banter. Uh, so answer this question. Is Jadavian Clowney closer to Khalil Mack or Vernon Golston? Uh, probably Khalil Mack. I think he's quite valuable. Jadavian Clowney would be stupid. What? Jadavian Clowney, you heard you you heard the person? I think he's quite valuable to Seahawks. So you, you I think, think they'd be stupid not to resign him. I, I would I, I think he's going. I think they'd be dumb not to. He clearly made an impact last year when they got him. I think in like right. four out of sixteen games he played. Well I... <laughs> wait. <laughs> What? And I'll go this way, too, as far as value on, on whatever. I mean, you've got Vernon Golston, who was a freak. Like, he was an absolute animal. He was a, what, a first-round pick, top ten pick, something like that. Yeah. But the guy washed out of the league in, like, three or four years. Jadavian Clowney's already made three or four Pro Bowl, two, three Pro Bowls. Um, and I think he may have even been an All-Pro once. Uh, I don't know if he's worth the money. I don't think he's, you know, when we were looking at their draft stuff, he's probably closer to Khalil Mack, but that doesn't mean he's in the same tier. It's just if we're oh, talking yeah. absolute bust and future Hall of Famer, I think so. Right. If you've got absolute bust and future Hall of Famer right over here, I mean, you're, you're looking closer to one side. Maybe not the same tier. Like, he's not Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack, but he's an NFL starter. He'll make a couple Pro Bowls because yeah. of fan voting. I think we have to give him credit because I think that Monday night game against San Francisco, I mean, Russell Wilson came. Like, I mean, he played, he played well. He, he did it in overtime. But the only I really think the only reason that game was that close was because of Jadavian Clowney. I think he I mean he absolutely destroyed that offensive line. Sure. It was in the backfield every single play. So if he plays like that, then for sure. I mean that was Khalil Mack level quality. But right. I've only seen that from him like four times, if that. Well, I by sure. no means was saying he was equal to Khalil Mack. I just said he was closer to that direction. Sure. Can how many how insane of a defensive line you could have drafted if you traded for three first round picks in 2014? Like, could you imagine if you had Mac Clowney and Aaron Donald on the same defensive line? If Jadavian is your worst defensive lineman, things are going pretty well. Yeah, yeah, that'd be scary. I mean, that'd how be many, the uh, line now. Weird sacks for Jadavian Clowney. Is anybody able to pull that up? Possibly. Looks like he's got 32 sacks on his career. And going into year seven? Uh, I believe six, actually. He's drafted in 2014. So five, actually. 
And Vernon Golson had exactly zero. <laughs> so, so Vernon Golson and I have the exact same amount of sacks. Basically, yep. Same amount of forced fumbles, same amount of interception. <laughs> like, that dude didn't do a darn thing. Not bad. So he had five years with Houston. He only played a half season his rookie year. Okay. Um, That's right. He got oh, yeah. So he had four, season, four full seasons with Houston and then last year with the Seahawks. If you have a pulse, I think you're closer to Khalil Mack than you are Vernon Golston, basically, because, I mean, that dude played 45 games and he has 42 combined tackles. So, I mean, yeah. that's when you're a top 10 pick and you don't produce anything, like, yeah, if, you, if you can make a roster and start for that many years, I think you're already closer to Khalil Mack than you are to Vernon Golston. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. <laughs> that sounds like Miami's last three first top 10 picks. But, I mean, that's – that is what it is. And what Charles said about the whole Aaron Donald, Cleo Mack, and uh, Jadavian Clowney. Like, you basically, if you had a defense like that, you treat it like it's a rookie court, or you treat it like a quarterback on his rookie deal. Right. Like you try and win now immediately. I think at that point, you might want to try and find a quarterback in free agency and maybe overpay for your quarterback. Well, you got studs like that. But it's a little different because you don't know. I mean, if you got one or two and they're all three are first round picks, so they're going to have what? How does that work? Is it three years? four-year team option or four-year mm-hmm. whatever that option is like if all of a sudden in year one everyone's killing it in year two you're like oh dude we have legitimate gangsters on the line like if we don't have to blitz and we're getting pressure woo, dude yeah at that point you start selling out and we need to get some talent because we have to win now we're probably bankrupt but whatever we'll we'll, we'll max out the cap do whatever if you have something like that i mean you get you get to the point where Maybe that's something you actually look at because it's rare to get a defense like that for that cheap. Here's right? the thing people don't get. To be great at making money as an NFL team or as a sports team in general, you don't need to win a championship. What right. you need to do is have a squad that's good enough to get a nickname or a player that's so transcendent that people are going to watch that and say, holy crap, I want to watch that team. The Chiefs right now, by holding on to Mahomes, are going to make generational fans. There are people who are watching football for the first time right now, see him play and say, that's my team, period. And if you had a defensive line that was that dominant, where they were called like the goon squad instead of the toon squad or something like that, that would be the kind of thing that gets fans for life. You know, like the purple people eaters, the steel curtain, like that kind of thing, you know what I mean? I mean, look how many fans the Seahawks got just from the Legion of Boom for what three, four years. Really good point. So that's the thing. Like sometimes when teams talk about spending money and spending money smartly, they're talking about trying to get a championship, like one ring, as if that that one ring will make fans of the team happy. But it doesn't win you fans forever. Like, to have that, those long-term fans turn over to your team if you're in a smaller market, you've got to do something like the Legion of Boom. You've got to have your Patrick Mahomes, something like that. Because Philly's in a big market, and I love the Eagles, but they have not had a ton of people turning over there because Carson Wentz hasn't been able to stay healthy. If he had, been, if he had stayed healthy and they were in the NFC Championship a couple times and people were talking about him as, oh, this dude's a top three quarterback, They'd be getting new fans all over the place, but he's just, he's not Patrick Mahomes, but nobody is right. Like that's what teams are looking for though. You know? Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is is definitely one of a kind. He, he already might be the most gifted quarterback, just speaking physical talent. Gifted quarterback I've ever seen. 
uh, him and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers at his peak powers, and then this dude because he does things like the the play of the Super Bowl that ended up getting the ball rolling for them was of course a third and long, and of course he backpedaled 15 yards, planted his feet, and uncorked a 40 yard beauty. Like that's un that's that's not you can't ask quarterbacks to be that because nobody is that. Like he's he's special. But yeah, to your point of making money, unless you're the Dallas Cowboys, you got to have somebody that's transcendent like that because the Cowboys. The star and, and everything that encompasses the Cowboys is what makes them, you know, whatever. That's America's team. And Jerry Jones just basically prints money. But everybody else, like you said, Patrick Mahomes, you got to have something like that. You got to have, you know, touchdown Tommy and the Patriots, Peyton Manning lighting people up, whether it was in Denver, whether it was, you know, Indianapolis. Yeah, to, to make money and to get new fans and then to be able to, to build teams that are competitive, that are championship competitive every five years and are constantly competitive throughout, you know, you're talking nine wins to 12 wins every now and again, and then every now and again, a 12 to 13 win monster. And yeah, you got to have some talent. You got to have somebody that you can, that, that, that is a, a box office draw. You got to have someone that, that brings the heat to, you know, whatever gets eyes on the TVs, whether that's, you know, Odell Beckham making freaking two fingered catches or Patrick Mahomes throwing a ball underhand, 40 yards down the field while he's not looking like all that nonsense. It's all good for him. I mean, this may open up a new can for a different discussion, but it's crazy to think about how different like baseball and basketball are in that, in that sense, like baseball fans, you just like, people are diehard baseball fans and it never changes. Players don't make huge impacts on fans. I don't feel like, I mean, the NBA nowadays, NBA is all player based. Nobody sticks to teams. People stick to players. It's just – it's kind of interesting to think, like how you're saying, like how our team's making money. But in the NBA, I feel like it's completely different. It's all based around the player. People don't care about teams. I think to an extent I agree with that because, like, I'm a baseball fan. And whether, you know, be it Ken Griffey, Mike Trout, whoever is the guy, you know, that's cool. But, yeah, you get baseball fans that are just purists of the game itself. So, you know. <laughs> Alrighty, I think we're going to go ahead and we're going to uh, take a commercial break here. This commercial break is brought, to, is brought to you by Honey Nut Cheerios. Wake up and let the good taste roll. Fill your family's bowls with the irresistible flavor of Honey Nut Cheerios. There's a touch of nuts and honey in every mouth, watering spoonful of honey, sweet, golden, crunchy O's. Honey Nut Cheerios. All right, I think All right. For, uh, time for our final segment of the day. We are here for some bad sports news. All right, everybody saw that Alden Smith has been signed by the Dallas Cowboys. Waste. So, what? Waste. Yeah. <laughs> so, Alden Smith was signed by the Dallas Cowboys after two years out of the league due to who knows how many felonies that he somehow got reduced to misdemeanors. So, my question for you all is – if you could do or commit any felony, <clears throat> then be put into prison for two years, somehow have nothing happen to you in prison, and then come back to your job and your life right now like nothing ever happened, what would you choose to go to prison for? Ooh. That's easy. Somebody take that one first. I ain't doing that one. That's fine. I think Matt's got an answer. Yeah, bank robbery, 100%. I knew he was going to say that. I'm, I'm pulling a heist. Like, give me 
top of the line. I want like 30 minutes or less. I want to paint plastic guns. I want a bank heist. But if you get caught, which you do because you're going to prison, <laughs> you don't get any money out of that. You're just going to walk in. It's the thrill, Charles. The thrill of the heist. What else can you do where you can kind of guarantee nobody's really going to get hurt, but you're going to have an adrenaline rush? Well, Alden Smith told people that his luggage was a bomb in an airport. I mean, <laughs> that's got to be an adrenaline just, rush too, right? I mean, I feel like uh, maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, do we even know that they go to prison? Isn't it? Are they like house arrest? <laughs> like, is there any is there any confirmed that that dude spent time in a prison cell for a significant amount of time? I, I don't think, think he did. Because, uh, he had more felonies that year than he had quarterback sacks. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going bank heist. I, I feel like that's the top of the line. You can't get more fun than that. All right, T, what do you say? If you could go to prison for anything, you're guaranteed only two years. Nothing's going to happen to you. When you get out, you just walk home like nothing ever happened. What are you going to prison for? Um, I, I have to pass on this one and think about it. If you, I, I have one idea, but it is just so horrendous. Like, <laughs> I need to come up with a better one. It doesn't have anything to do with Carol Baskins, does it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, oh, I like yours. That's good. Sean, what do you got? I'll play the type, so I'm a gambler by nature. Uh, I, I'm probably going to get caught counting cards or doing something dumb. And then, true to form as well, I'll just cause a scene and get nuts. Uh, Is get that a felony? freaking get wild in a casino. Like, I'm, 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 I'm going to be. Like, I'm going to play tag with the security guards and they're trying to eject me. I'm obviously not that crazy. I mean, if I ended up getting something that would get me thrown in jail, it'd probably be for fighting somebody just because I'd get upset or trying to go to a casino and basically rob the place. Like that but you got to turn that into a felony. I mean, you have to rob a ton of money from a casino to be a felony. I mean, I could just take the rake from a freaking, you know, craft <laughs> table and beat somebody with it because that's another thing that I'd probably do too is I'd just take the stick and just wham one time real fast and. I don't know, cause I'm. I mean, I, I can't think of anything outside of the bank heist. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I would basically. I might get the shoulder tap at a casino, but that ain't nothing to get me sent to jail. Uh, maybe something dumb like urinating in public. I mean, that might be about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I got, I got I another one. Chuck Cheese. Like, what? What else am I gonna do? I'm out for a jog. Steal a cop car. What's that? Steal a cop car. Steal a cop car. That's another good one. On a joyride. Yeah, I think for me, felony trespassing is right where I'd be. I think I'd look up where some billionaire has a mansion that they're never at, and it just sits there empty, and invite, you know, everybody I know to come have a sweet party there, leave the place wrecked, forget that there's such a thing as security cameras, wind up in prison for two years, and then just walk right back into my life, remembering that I threw the most epic party I mean, I contemplated day. doing that when I was like a block away from Jordan's house in Park City. <laughs> the thought crossed my mind. That's reasonable. That's reasonable. I think insider trading. I take that back. Maybe insider trading. Something like that. Yeah. Sort of, you know, if you All know that. trying to make sense. And I think that, I mean, initially it was going to be something that was, like I said, it was pretty horrendous. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I guess I'll just say. Oh, come on. I mean, 
I mean, there's been a lot of stuff going on and in 2020. I, I could have said what I was actually thinking in 2008 would have been fine, but 2020. No we'll go. bleep it if we need to. I think uh, I think if it were, I think I would want to go down for some like really classy crime, like a Watergate scene where I was like fixing an election and got caught. There you go. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, like swinging from a hotel room to to get insider information. I don't know, something like that. Yep. Over fraud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stealing your vote and voting. Stealing my presidential vote on KSL for <laughs> a twelve pack of Coors Light. <laughs> See, I could have, I could have seen you as like the neighbor to that ref that got caught gambling. Yeah, you some Tim Donaghy action or something. Yeah, yeah, that was his name, Donaghy. Yep. All right, yeah, folks, go. we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up here. This has been a dumb sports podcast. I'm sure anyone who listened realized that very quickly. As always, Dumb Sports is brought to you by Corona. We're here for you at all hours of the day for the foreseeable future. So please feel free to like, comment, and subscribe. There will be more Dumb Sports podcasts coming at you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later.